That's where the dialogue is going now. Tanking, good morning to you. And no tanks to that. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. No football for the local team this weekend and thus no loss. However, however, I have a feeling that however much of the nation is currently engaged in discussing what should be the approach for the remainder of this regular season, whether it constitutes just an ordinary rebuilding or, you know, something a little bit more nefarious, like not winning games on purpose or not necessarily fielding your best team or, yeah, all that stuff, for the purposes of securing a higher draft pick, uh, no. A, that's not going to happen. B, it shouldn't happen. Let me go after the A first. It's not going to happen because, unpopular as this perspective might be to at least some, I don't think the Steelers are going to be terrible the rest of the way. I really don't. One of the things that's gotten lost, and not without cause, through these first eight games is that the Steelers had the toughest schedule in the NFL. Number one, toughest schedule in the NFL. Going in, after the fact, any which way you want to analyze it, toughest schedule in the NFL. Even when they originally did these toughest schedule ratings before the season, they hadn't accounted, for example, for the Eagles being undefeated to this point in the year. So it actually got tougher as it went along. That's... Well, it's tough. It's tough to win like that. I think the Steelers would have had a challenge, a massive challenge, in winning these games, even if they'd been at full health and even if they'd had an offensive coordinator who wasn't completely inept. And yet, in the same breath, I would have looked at the rest of this schedule after the bye week and said, I mean, these are at least winnable. These are these are plausible. That's not me making any kind of grand predictions here, and it's certainly not me suggesting that the Steelers should be looking down on anybody else after the way things have gone so far. But it is saying that, you know, here come the Saints. and They're not so great. Here come some other teams that aren't so great. I see some Falcons on there. I see, you know, there's just, there's a lot there that looks like, okay, these aren't impossible. These aren't what everyone was feeling going into the game in Philadelphia last weekend. So that's part of it. And the other part that feeds into that, obviously, is that T.J. Watt will be back. T.J. makes a massive, I believe, outsized difference, meaning even he's not as good as what it'll appear his impact is on the team's overall record, plain and simple. Steelers win the games in which he plays. They lose all of the games in which he doesn't. But I also think you're going to see some improvement over the course of the season from the offensive standpoint in particular. Kenny Pickett gets a little bit more comfortable. You make some personnel shifts. Maybe even though it doesn't appear they're going to fire Matt Canada, 
you start taking away some of his responsibilities surreptitiously behind the scenes. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of that topic. But none of this really matters either because they should be doing everything that they can to win games within the right framework. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. There's a line that you've got to walk in any kind of rebuilding, even NFL rebuilding, which can happen so quickly. And that is that you, you do want to win. You don't want to be throwing games. You don't want to be tanking. You don't even want to be doing the other really passive form of tanking. You want to win. There's a benefit to winning. It builds up your confidence. It does carry over into the following season. We see that across the league year after year after year. A team starts feeling good about itself. It might even finish with just three or four solid performances, but it carries into an offseason in which everybody begins to believe in each other a little bit more. It's not a pipe dream that the team will do well the next season. So, you know, positive reinforcement works in all components of life. But, but, do it right. The example that I keep giving when this subject's come up is a healthy Larry Ogunjobi versus a healthy DeMarvin Leal. Now, they can actually share space on a defensive line. But if it comes down to one or the other, if you're going with two down linemen or whatever other formation, or you even want to try some of those little tricks and gimmicky spots that Leal was doing uh, when TJ first went down, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, but get him on the field. Get him feeling good about himself because one of the bigger decisions that you're going to have to make as an organization is where and how to spend this draft capital that you now have, whether it's a top five pick, a top 10 pick, you're almost certain to have three picks in the top 50. So if you have those, you want to set some kind of positional priorities, even if you go into it claiming or believing that you just want the best players available. If you have Leal show well, then you have more of a sense of what it is that you do or don't need on the defensive line. Just throwing out that that one little case there. But it can apply at a lot of different points on the field. You're going to want to lean toward the younger, less proven player, if only to learn, as opposed to saying, man, you know, our best chance of beating the Saints today is by having Larry out there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Find stuff out. But yeah, win. You know, go win some games. Uh, it's not just about the mindset and the happy, happy stuff. If you're winning games, this really should be self-evident, but hey, that probably means you're getting better. That probably means you have individuals getting better. And when it comes to the offense in particular, it'll mean that you've got some really important people getting better. That's a big deal. Scenario. When we come back, J1Q.
Mike, it's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Michael who asks, DK, it's not just Matt Canada, right? I know Tomlin won't be fired, but he needs an entirely new staff under him. I've been saying this since the end of 2017. The cheap way of putting a coaching staff together needs to end. You know, Mike, you might be right that Art Rooney adopts a cheap way of putting together a coaching staff. I certainly can't counter it with any hard evidence. I just can't. I I can't say, hey, look, but there's this one guy that they did this national search on and they had to outbid two or three other teams to really, really get their guy, the next ace offensive coordinator, because that's never happened. Instead, two things have happened. One is that Tomlin prefers a smaller staff, and I don't even know if that's what you're referring to, but the Steelers have one of the smaller coaching staffs. He feels like it's a tighter group. There's less maintenance. There's less worrying about this or that happening off to the side or chirping or complaining. And the other component is they claim to prefer to promote from within because it keeps that whole Steelers-ish vibe about things. As opposed to saying, hey, if you go out and get yourself some stud OC who's out on the market, Maybe you'll be a better football team. Now, the counter or addendum to that, of course, is that if you get yourself your stud OC, you're soon going to see him become a stud HC somewhere else. That's also the order of things in the National Football League. But if you have a couple years of a really good OC and they get you, you know, into the playoffs and everything else, Isn't that worth it? Even if you believe you'll lose them, even if you're paying a little bit more or a lot more. Look, one of the things that happens in football that you don't really notice much of is that a player like T.J. Watt gets a contract and we think to ourselves about T.J.'s deal in terms of how it fits into the salary cap. We presume, and fairly, that the team's going to spend up to the cap or close to the cap most years. And we kind of end the dialogue there. You know, that's just presumed. It's, it's, it's almost as if it's not real money. But at the same time, I also know that there are things about this operation where they really pinch pennies. And I'm talking about little stuff, like behind the scenes, really little stuff, including paying people. And that's the kind of thing that makes me think that you might be right here, that they are doing things on the cheap. 
And that's most unfortunate because I also believe that the Steelers have for a very long time, including Art Rooney and everyone else, been wired to win. It's their predominant goal. But there's things about them structurally and things about them financially that don't always add up to that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. I hope you have a terrific bye weekend. And you know what? Honestly, it's fun sometimes to just kick back and watch a bunch of other football games that have nothing whatsoever to do with your team. And really, all of them have nothing to do with your team in 2022. Thanks for listening. We'll do it again Monday. Thank you.